0: You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God as you're seated. Open your Bible at Isaiah chapter 46. We are now back. 250 people here. I said I believe this is the Bay Christian Family Church. Hallelujah. You see it's so easy to get quiet when you're sitting in front of a TV. Everybody else is shouting for me. Amen. Amen when we're in a building like this, we're going to be together. And, and again, I want to encourage everybody that's at home. We're back in our buildings and we can get up to 250, but don't even let that get in the way. You book. And if you're full book full, and you want to come, you come. We'll find somewhere to put you. We'll, we'll make sure that there is always somewhere. And again, I just want to encourage us. I know everybody here doesn't think this way. And most of you at home can't wait to get back to the building. But don't ever think just because you're going to be in another building and maybe not see me on the platform here is, you know, I can just as well watch TV at home. No, all our campuses have been doing this for a long time. Stellenbosch, Paul, Kleinwalt, they meet just like this on a screen. And, but it's not about having me in the building because the one that really is important is there. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in your midst. And so he says to not neglect the gathering of the saints. And so if, it's, if nothing else, we're not going to neglect coming together as a church, not just as a family in front of a TV. Say amen. So let's do that. Let's mobilize and let's get back and let's be the church because Jesus is moving in our nation. And there are answers that only he can answer. And you and I are the hands and feet and the mouth of that. And so, family of God, you and I are here not just to come and learn something new, but to be inspired by faith, by the Word of God, to mobilize what God has placed in us. So many people today are hurting. This world is desperate for answers. People are confused. There's so much false media out there. Uh, Do we, don't we? Is it right? Is it wrong? Is this a conspiracy? Is it real? Is it not real? Uh, Do I vaccinate? Don't I vaccinate? What's happening? What's going to happen to my business? What's going to happen to my my finances? Uh, People have been challenged in so many different areas. And it's gone beyond just whether you're going to get the disease or not. Because even people that haven't got the disease have been laid off work, uh, have all of a sudden had, uh, you know, other family members that have passed on. And that can cause a tremendous stress and a strain physically, mentally, in your own uh, soul realm. And, and, And the enemy uses the realm of fear to try and steal from us. He could never take anything from you if it wasn't for fear. Fear is the very place where Satan can get to silence faith. Uh, even someone who's strong in faith. Remember Peter, you always use that example when he saw Jesus walking on the water and he said, if that's you, Lord, tell me, come. And, and God, Jesus said, come. And he stepped out the boat. Now that doesn't make any sense. There's no natural, you know, anyone in the, in, the, in the natural mind would never do that. But the word of Jesus was so sure. That he stepped out and he was walking on the water. What kind of faith do you need to walk on water? I mean, one word, come. He didn't even have to have a 10-part series. It was just come. And there was enough faith in that word, loaded in that word, that he's out there walking on the water. And so you, you, you can know for a fact that man had complete faith in the words of Jesus. But then when the, wave and the, sto- the waves and the storm rose up, then all of a sudden, he got his eyes off that instruction and started looking at his circumstances, what's around him, and that's when the natural mind kicked back in. And then the Bible says he began to sink. I, I just love the way the Bible puts that. He began to sink. How do you begin sinking? How have you ever jumped into a swimming pool? When you jump, do you begin sinking. <laughs> no, if you hit that water, you, Isn't that right? You go straight under. He began sinking. Uh, It's not like if if he sank, he's walking. Next moment, he would go, Jesus, where is he? And he's waiting for him to come up again. No, he began sinking. In other words, that faith was now being contaminated. That fear was starting to affect it. And so as a result, that fear started overpowering, and he began to sink. And Jesus immediately looked at him and said, now, look on me. Get your faith. your your attention off of your circumstances and get it back on me. What got you on this water in the first place? What got you out here in the first place? And you keep reading it, you'll notice they both walk back to the boat together. Now, I keep repeating that because I want us to realize that many of us have experienced the presence of God. Many of us have had healings, have had miracles, have had provision, uh, amazing things happening in our lives. How many of us? Let me just see your hand. Just raise your hand. If you've had God good to you, let me see. Just keep the hand I want you to look around. It's not just here and there. And so you've seen God move. So then what happens when all of a sudden these attacks come and the waves come? And then they talk about the third wave and the fourth wave. Uh, family God, Jesus is Lord of the waves. Uh, he, he silences the waves with a peace be still. Amen. And then they talk about the variants, the alpha and the beta and the delta. And uh, well, we serve the alpha and the omega. He is the one that silences all the variants. Come on, you're getting a hold of what I'm saying. We have to take our eyes off you because that's what exactly how the media works. It's just pumping fear, pumping fear. And if we give into that fear, we can be taken out. Now, over the last, last number of weeks, we've been having talk, having a look at speaking, declaring, prophesying your victory. And we showed from the word of God that there are angels that are waiting on standby. They know what God thinks. They understand what God says. They believe the kingdom and they're ready to do amazing things. And so the angels only move when you speak. But here's the thing. You will never speak beyond your confidence in God's word. You can never receive beyond your knowledge of what he has promised you. I didn't know that Janine could be healed until I heard a pastor say it. When I heard a man of God say that Jesus will heal us And then Janine said, I believe that. That's when that healing manifested. Up to that point, we didn't know that. I was raised in a church where they said that miracles, the age of miracles had passed away. Only Jesus could do miracles on demand. Only the apostles could do miracles on demand. And that was to start the church. And now that the church is here, we we can't demand miracles anymore. You can still pray to God and and trust Him, but you never know what God's going to do. And then I discovered that Jesus very clearly gave instructions on us that He said, whatever you ask for when you pray, believe you receive it and you will have it. He said, if you ask the Father, He'll do it for you that your joy may be full. And then Jesus personally said, and I'll make sure it's carried out so that the Father may be glorified. And then he says, now they're angels to do the will of God as well. mean, the whole of heaven is standing ready for what Jesus paid for you on the cross. We've been having a look at this scripture in Isaiah chapter 46. Isaiah chapter 46, verse 9. Remember the former things of old. For I am God, there is no other. I am God, there is none like me. Say this, I serve the one true living God. Family, get that. just get that in your thinking. Christianity is not an alternative. It's not one of the religions. I said it's not one of the religions. In many ways to God, not according to Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, not a way. I am the way. I am the truth, not an alternative philosophy. I am the life. How you want the life of God? There's only one way. Say one way. I had a discussion with someone just recently, and they said, Well, you know, all the religions serve God. Okay. If you call him God, does, does he have a son? Because you, you, some people say, you know, the different words used for God are all the same. They all mean God at the end of the day, and it's still God. Now, hang on. If, you, if you're saying your God is the same as my God, does your God have a son? If he doesn't, uh-uh, wrong God. That would be the God of this world. That Paul spoke about. That's a little de-god. Say amen. amen. Don't get worried. Don't get nervous. I must, I, you, listen, when it comes to the gospel, it's not about being politically correct. Because there's only one kingdom, the kingdom of Jesus Christ. God only sees two people, those that are saved and those that are not saved. That's the only two that he sees. And those that are saved are considered the nation of God. When God spoke to to Abraham, he said, I will make you a nation. He didn't say, I'm going to make you a religion. I'm going to make you a great nation. And other nations will come and bow before you. I've come to bless you. God chose his nation and anyone that's for God comes to his nation. And God Almighty, the creator, the one that actually said, light be. Before him, there was nothing. Satan didn't even exist until God created him as an angel. God did not create him evil. He created him as an angel and evil was found in his heart. You're getting a hold of this. So nothing existed. It's not like God and the devil always were, were at war. No, Satan is a created being. He's not omnipresent. He can only be in one place at one time. You know, people say, the devil attacked me. Chances are, Mr. Devil, the, you know, the big uh, Mr. Lucifer Devil, the guy Lucifer, most of us probably never met him. Because he can only be in one place at one time, and he is the general controlling his demonic forces. He doesn't have time to come visit your house. But demons come, the workforces. Are you with me? So we understand when we say the devil, at the end of the day, he's the one that's controlling it all. But the point I'm making is even demons are subject to be in one place at one time. See, we've got to know who we're dealing with here. The Bible says that one day when, when we are in heaven and the judgment happens and Satan is brought out before us for his judgment, the final judgment before he's put into that bottomless pit, the Bible says that we will laugh and we will say, is that what deceived the nations? We're going to be shocked. Really? I was afraid of that? Oh, come on, am I speaking to believers yet tonight? So don't get nervous when we talk about these things because we're dealing with the kingdom of God. And God has made you his son. Now, the God that we serve, the creator that created all things, the one who said, light be the one who is the word. The Father God Almighty gave birth. His Son is Jesus. Originally the Word and then born into the earth in a human form to come and save and redeem that which was lost. That is God Almighty. So if someone claims to be serving the same God, then, you, then I need to let you know He has a Son. Amen. So once you understand that and you acknowledge that, you enter into a place where you are able to receive everything God has for you. Now Satan will do everything he can to distract you from that using various forms of religion, various forms of philosophies to get your way. Why? Because he's got to keep you from the word of God. Because when you find out what God has for you, Satan cannot stop it anymore. He can only stop us through ignorance. That's why God says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Hosea 4 verse 6. But once you find out who you are in Christ, that Jesus was the first begotten. He was originally the only begotten. But then when he died and he rose from the dead, he is now called the firstborn, no longer the onlyborn. He is now the firstborn among many brethren. That means when you give your life to Jesus, you are born again a son of God. And that puts you on the same footing as Jesus. You are called a co-heir with Christ. Say that, I am a co-heir. What's co-heir mean? Whatever he gets, you got. See, we need to renew our minds to these things. Start seeing yourself as no longer the woman with the issue of blood trying to get to the hem of Jesus. You need to start seeing yourself as the one with the hem. that Those that need healing need to get to. Why? Because you are now the body of Christ. You move from outside on the road, broken and bleeding and struggling and battling and hurt and cursed. But when you got a hold of Jesus, you were transformed off the street into the robe. You've been given the robe of righteousness. Whose robe is that? It's his robe. And so you're the one walking, carrying the presence of God. And we don't get prideful about that, not arrogant about it, because it's still him. It's no longer I who live, it's Christ who lives in me. And so now I've got to start seeing that. And if I am the Christ that is walking in this earth and no one hears the word of God unless it comes through the mouth of a preacher, no one receives healing unless it comes through the hand of someone putting their hand on the person, no one gets given anything when God gave you something it came through the hand of a person. You and I are those hands and feet. You and I are those voices. And so Jesus is building his church. And he's doing it through you and through me. And we are here to find out that what the enemy has tried to hide from you, stop you from seeing. Why is he so panicked about it? Here's why. God says in verse 10, I declare the end from the beginning. From ancient time, the things that are not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Calling a bird of prey from the east, the man who executes my counsel from a far country. Indeed, I've spoken. I'll bring it to pass. I purposed it. I will also do it. Can you hear how sure God is about this? He says, I've already written the end. See, God doesn't write a story from in the beginning. That's how man wrote it. God had Jesus crucified before he said, light be. He writes the end. Family God, he knows your end. He knows the plans he has for you. They are not plans to harm you. They plans to prosper you. So he's already written your story. you just walking it out. So when it's new to you, it's new to you, but not to God. And so God says, I need to get you from here to here. And he, if you trust him, now you can keep walking away. You can keep messing it up. Like Peter, he could have ignored Jesus and he would have sank. But if you, listening to God, keep your eyes on God, the steps are a Righteous men are ordered on the Lord. Pastor, I don't understand. I was about to get the promotion and then my boss got—he got upset one day and instead he gave it to another person. It was my job. So? Your boss made a huge mistake. Because if he decided to promote someone else and not you, well, now he's out the blessing flow. But God's still going to promote you. He says there, I'll use a bird. Didn't you just read it? I'll even use a bird. Remember when Elijah was by the brook? I mean, all his partners had dried up. No one was giving to his ministry anymore. He's on the river by himself. God says, that's fine. I'll get a, a thief to bring you food. A raven is a thief. It's a bird that steals. Where do you think it got the bread and the meat from? Uh, Birds don't bake. Uh, It stole that loaf. But God says, you may have stolen it, but you're not eating it. You're taking it to the man of God. God will get His plan done. Nothing can stop it. If you believe God, I don't care if the entire hell rises up to stop you. If you trust in God, if you believe in God, there's no ways the enemy will ever stop you getting to your destination. Shout Amen. He says, I purposed it. I'm going to do it. And family, these things are so outside of our thinking because we're not used to that. We think it's people that must promote us. We think it's somebody that has to give us you know, the nod. No, God will take anybody he needs and he'll bypass everybody that's ignoring him so that he can get you blessed. God says in Isaiah 55, he says, verse 8, My thoughts are not your thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. The rain comes down and snow from heaven and do not return their water to the earth and make it bring forth bud and that it may give seed to the sow, bread to the eater. Listen to this. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me void. My word will accomplish what I please. It will prosper in the thing for which I sent it. It will do what I please. The Word says in Psalm 35 that God takes pleasure in the prosperity of His servant. I know there are people that get upset around the prosperity message. And they want to try and talk me out of it. I say, you're too late. I don't believe in prosperity. That's okay. Doesn't stop me. See, I do believe in it. I'm not nervous when people they try and use it like it's a bad thing. That's yeah, that prosperity message. What are you talking about? God wants you prosperous. I said He wants you healed. I've had people bring me a whole article showing why healing's not for today. Now, I read one or two of them in the beginning because I wanted to see where it's coming from so I could study it out. But today, you, you never, you're not going to bring me anything that surprises me. Oh, I never saw that. Oh, now we have to change our whole doctrine. Because when they gave me the article, I didn't even have to read it. All I had was, You're too late. You're too late. Healing's not for today. Really? There sits my wife healed of fibres, dysplasia, totally restored. Then the doctors tell us that we not, neither one of us can produce children. And there we are with three children alive, serving Jesus. And then they said that, you know, you won't have any children. Never mind that. i got children's children. My grandchild is now here. And, you know, we keep looking at the miracles. Then the devil tried to take my wife out. How many times he's taken shots at her. You cannot kill Janine. It's just, it's, 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 you think he'd figure it out eventually. Why? Because she has a word. God has raised her to preach the gospel. I'll not die, but live to declare the work of God. See, she believes in God, and she trusts her God, and God is there. He's, he said, he sent his word to heal. Did he say that? And she dares to believe it. Right, you want to come and tell me healing's not for today? Well, then I mean, what's all of that? Just coincidence Yeah, it's a huge coincidence mark your clock around about five six seven tomorrow the Sun is going to come out I prophesy so when the Sun comes out you're gonna go Wow the Sun pastor Adam said the Sun will come out and there it is someone else say oh it's a coincidence no God has ordained it as long as there's winter and summer, heat and cold, sowing and reaping. As long as the earth is here, you can expect the laws of God to work. Why? He gave you His Word and I said to Jesus, if you didn't want me to have it, you shouldn't have said it. Don't tell me a hundredfold if I can't believe it. I don't mean that arrogantly, that's me. That's sorting me out, my mind, because he said it. He said, you can expect 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. Did he say that? Then I believe it. If he said, you, if you give, it'll be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. I believe that. He said, lay hands on the sick, they will recover. I believe that. If he said, you'll have all grace abound towards you, that you always have all sufficiency in all things and abundance for every good work. I believe that. For me, all sufficiency in all things means everything. I don't know about you, but all still all? That means there's no lack. No lack. All sufficiency in all things. Brackets except in COVID 19. No, no, that's not in your Bible under all circumstances. Come and have a look at this. this. This is awesome Psalm 31. Look at this Psalm 31, verse 19. Oh, how great is your goodness! Which you have laid up for those who fear you. Which you have prepared for those who trust you. How many of you trust God? You see, just now when we saw those miracles happening, hearts being fixed. And I spoke about a warehouse full of hearts. I could hear it in people's faces. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. But they look like, really? A storehouse of hearts? You lay up goodness. God has stored, He's prepared goodness for those who trust Him. Come on. God has blessed you. With everything you could possibly dream or imagine, just keep your mark here. We're coming right back. I want to, I can still see people looking at me with a. Let me show you. Will you believe the Bible? Three people. I said, Will you believe the Bible? Come with me to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who? Who? Has blessed us with how many? How many? Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Say this God has blessed me with every blessing. Every blessing. Now let me ask is healing a blessing? Is provision a blessing? Protection? Hearing his voice? Every blessing. There's nothing that someone else will get that you cannot have. God is not a respecter of persons. He's blessed you with every. Come with me to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. Verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord as His divine power has, 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 Given to us, how many? How many? All things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Family, if God has given us all things that pertain to life, that means if you need something for life, you're not going to be given later. He's already given it. He has given it. Well, then where is it? It's laid up. It's laid up. Let's go back to Psalm 31. Look at this. How great is your goodness you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you, in the presence of the sons of men. And you shall hide them in the secret place of your presence. From the plots of man you shall keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. Family of God, God has it stored away to hide it from the enemy getting it. You see, when 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 when, when the Lord told Janine and me that we would leave an inheritance to our children's children, that was one of the promises we got hold of. When we were trusting God to fall pregnant, I found the scripture: "He'll leave an inherit." A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Proverbs thirteen twenty two. I said, "Well, Lord, if that's the case, am I going to have children's children? Evidently, I have to have children to have children's children." And we took that by faith. Now here's the thing: it is settled. Noah chose the right family to be born into. He doesn't even know it. He will never lack. That's my grandchild for those that don't know. Janina, my grandchild, Noah. He will never lack ever. And he doesn't even know it. Why? It's laid up. It's already laid up. His inheritance is already in place. If I had to leave the planet now, he's set for life because it's gonna come through children, children. In other words, that inheritance is not just enough for my kids to live on, it's for my children's children. See, God has, I've, I've learned the ways of the kingdom of God. Now, what am I saying? When he was born, I didn't go empty all the trust funds and everything and say, yeah, go ahead and use it. See, as a baby, he has to now learn. He's gonna grow up and one day when his parents and the other kids are done with their life, then he will take it over and any other grandchild. They will all be enjoying it. But here's the thing, it's all there. But if they need it for any reason, it can be called on. See, when, when, when he has to go study, the finances will be ready. Come on, you're getting a hold of this? You understand what I'm saying? So, God has already prepared everything you need for life and godliness. But He doesn't want Satan getting at it. And so, we have to be equipped and trained in the word of God but when you understand what God has prepared for you and you are trained and equipped and he has to teach you to trust him he has to teach you to get your words right both all of us we have to learn to get our speech accurate because if we're a child and we say the wrong thing it can hurt us so God doesn't put power in there yet I can't give everything to somebody if they're going to use it to destroy themselves God says the The prosperity of a fool will destroy him. And if God sees me acting like a fool, he can't turn up prosperity because it'll destroy me and it'll be his fault. He prospered me before I was ready to receive it. And so we're wondering, why haven't I prospered yet? Well, then I must go analyze what a fool is and change my thinking around foolship and and, and crucify the fool in me. And if the word says a fool does, I don't argue about it. I don't say, well, but that's me. That's what you see. What you see is what you get. No, a fool does that. Therefore, I'm not going to do it anymore. I don't care how much. It's just my personality. Yeah, well, that was being a fool. Now I have to lay that down and I choose the way of God. I choose the way of life. I choose the way of speaking the way He speaks. And Jesus said, he has the faith of God when he spoke to that tree, and the disciples were shocked and amazed. He said, Listen, you can remove a mountain. If you would just believe what you say happens, you can have the same thing. I really believe when I speak, it happens. See, I hear people shoot their mouths off, and I wonder, do you know what you say? Because there's only three real alternatives. One, you're ignorant to what you're saying. I was too. I said stupid things. Two, you now know, but don't quite understand it. Or, you just don't care. No, not you. The, the, the you that you cannot listen, give the CD to. You get what I'm saying? See, if I really believe that what I say happens, I'm going to make sure that I speak wisely and accurately because God says he's watching over his word to perform it. So I'm choosing to speak his word. See, when I speak his word, his angels will listen and go into action to bring that word to pass. And family to God, the fact that you can't see it yet is God protecting you. Yeah, he says it. Read this from the message translation. Can I have the message translation up, please? Listen to this. What a stack of blessing you have piled up for those who worship you. (laughs) A stack of blessing piled up. Say that. I have a stack of blessing piled up for me. Listen to this. Ready and waiting for all who run to you. It's not like you ask God and God says, well, that's going to take some time to manufacture. There's a three-week delivery on that one. No, it's ready. It's ready and waiting for all to run to you. Go to the next scripture. To escape an unknown world and you hide them safely away from the opposition. (laughs) Isn't that, isn't that what Paul said when you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2? Come and have a look here. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Listen to this. Verse 4. My speech and preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith may not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. However, we speak the wisdom amongst those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, listen to this, the hidden wisdom, which was which God ordained before the ages of our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. In other words, God hides what he has for you in a way that anybody who's not born again and not part of the kingdom of God can't see it. It's foolishness. And God did it not to hide it from you. It's to keep it from the enemy, from the opposition. So if the devil knew that by crucifying Jesus, he would give birth to you, He would never have crucified Jesus, but God hid it. And so he went ahead and crucified Jesus, and in doing that, gave birth to all of us. The earth is full of Christ. Now, get a hold of this. The same for every blessing God has for you. Everything you could possibly need, dream, want, or desire, God's already laid up for you. The reason we haven't seen it yet is to keep it from the enemy stealing it. When you see that, when you understand that, then you place a demand on it. When you need something, I don't need the money all in the bank today, but I do know this. When I need it, I just have to draw on it and it'll be there. Whatever you need, when you're ready, you call it and know that the angels have been ordained to get that to you. It's just a matter of time before it shows up. And yeah, he says it, that, that I has not seen, verse 9, nor ear heard nor entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. God has revealed them to us. How? Through his Spirit, family of God, I'm encouraging you. Get into the presence of God. Because the Holy Spirit is showing you exactly what you need. The only reason we seem like we're in confusion, we're not sure what to do. There's a fear, there's a worry, there's an anxiety. It's because it seems dark out there. But God's Word is a light to our path, a lamp to our feet. And if you spend time in his presence, that word will illuminate your next step. You will have exact confidence in what to do next. And as you allow God to lead you by his spirit, one step at a time, he's not revealing the whole plan to you because he doesn't want Satan interfering with it. He's hidden it from him. But he's got it heaped up, heaped up for you. And all you need to do is let him lead you. And as you trust him and as you speak the command in the name of Jesus, angels will go to that storehouse and go fetch it and bring it to you. Amen. You ready to receive that? Come on, give your Jesus praise. Give him glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is that the best praise we have? Glory, 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 glory. Have you ready for some miracles? Let's stand together. Let's make an open declaration. Put your hand on your heart and say, today I've heard the word of God. It has brought faith to my heart. And I am a believer, not a doubter. As a hearer of God's word, I'm also a doer. And I believe with all of my heart God has stored up, He has heaped up, blessing upon blessing, everything I need for this life. Everything I need to carry out God's instruction to live this life, He's already stored it up. It's been kept from the enemy, but it's hidden for me. And He reveals it to me through His Word. So when I see in the Word of God, What God has prepared for me, I can boldly place a demand on it because God has His own Son, Jesus, backing up His Word. The angels of God have been created to carry out the instruction and they hearken to the voice of God's Word. I am that voice when I speak in the name of Jesus Angels move, heaven moves to get to me what God has already ordained to be mine. I place a demand on the kingdom of God. When I prophesy, when I speak, creation obeys in Jesus' name.